So you really hit it off. You really liked this guy. So much so that you had sex with him. And then he blocked you. <gasps> what to do now? Hey, sweet baby. Welcome to Love Life Skills for Leaders, where we heal the past, love ourselves unconditionally, and start our love lives over from a clean slate every damn day. I'm Candace Harper, love coach, and my mission is to help professional women of color and culture magnetize healthy partners and create a love life that loves us back. We all deserve joyful relationships. I have one, and I want you to have yours, too. This is a mature conversation for powerful people who want to have their best love life possible, whether single or coupled. I'm going to share with you the practical steps for getting aligned with your core values and becoming an energetic space for all that you desire. Share this show with your friends and write a review if you can. Don't keep it a secret. We all deserve, we all need good love. Also, make sure to subscribe wherever you are watching and listening. All right, let's get started. Hello, 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 my darlings. Today's topic. Today we are talking about seven steps, a seven-step triage for being unexpectedly blocked. So I have a very beautiful and accomplished client who I spoke to this week, and we talked about how she had an encounter, a sexual encounter with someone, and um, it was amazing, and it was good, and they were tall and good-looking. They had all of the outer things that she sort of was looking for. Not sort of. She wants those outer things. And let's face it, when we're young, those outer things are very high priority. But she also wants the depth of a real relationship as well. And a lot of the things that we work on are around core value, core value alignment, which you guys know I talk about that all the time. But anyway, so she was really into this guy. They really hit it off. And she made the choice, made the decision that she was going to have it be a casual thing, that she was just going to give in to the urges and the needs and the urges and the needs that are natural, that we do not judge here on Love Life Skills for Leaders because they are human and it is perfectly natural to want to have sex with someone that you are attracted to. And she made the choice, like any of us can do, made the choice to give in to that sexual attraction and have sex which was great. She had a great time and then discovered shortly after that he had blocked her number when she went to go get in touch with him again. Now it's like, who doesn't feel the burn of rejection after you have had sex with someone? I don't care if you were casual minded, relationship minded, you know, whatever it may be, friendship minded, and you made the decision to reach back out to a person who you had an encounter with and then you discover that you have been blocked. And she did all of the things we do when something like that happens. We test out. We have someone call from another number. You know, we make sure, we want to be absolutely sure that that's what's happened because it can be very traumatizing, right? It, that moment of discovering that someone who led you to believe that they do like you on any level. I mean, it doesn't matter whether that person is like, oh, I was just sexually attracted to you. It doesn't matter if that person was pretending that they were you know, ready and open for a relationship and really wanting to get to know you. It doesn't matter if you just sat down and had friendship with someone. It's a natural human inclination to feel viscerally bad when someone rejects us on any level. We can't help it. It's how we are built. But in particular, I think for women, especially if we have had physical interaction, uh, you know, had full on sex with someone, 
there's a certain level of not that you have to be my boyfriend. I know that women, we are capable of having casual sex, but there is that part of us that when we do have sex with someone and that oxytocin gets released, we cannot help but feel something, something if it's someone that we're attracted to. Now, if it's someone that we're lukewarm about, someone that we would never see ourselves with and we're clear about that going in, someone that there wouldn't even be a chance, even if they had other things going for them that we like, and we're clear about that going in, I think we're a lot better at being able to just cut it off and keep it moving. But when we have a sexual encounter with someone who we think might have potential for being a long-term, there's things about them that we think, oh, I would love to have that in the long-term. There's a dangerous and very slippery line that we walk when we choose to have a casual relationship or choose to present ourselves as wanting a casual relationship with someone like that. And so, you know, while there's no wrong making here, there's no shame in the sexual attraction. There's no shame in the choice to just have it stay casual. We don't do shame here, but we always want to take a look at how do we, how do we deal with the aftermath? What can we take responsibility for? How do we love and nurture ourselves through it? And how do we alchemize it so that it works towards our benefit and not towards our detriment? So what to do? What do you do in that moment? If you've ever been in a moment where you were unexpectedly blocked and that's being blocked is very different than fully being ghosted because with ghosted, they don't even do anything (laughs) and you don't know what's going on. They could have gotten hit by a car for all you know. Right. And that's a whole that's like a slow burn. That's like a, a, a slow evolution of rejection. Whereas being blocked is like, you know, having your head chopped like that's it. You're done. Right. And as humans, we have a hard time with that, whether we're willing to admit it or not. So step number one, seven steps of triage for being unexpectedly blocked. That initial shock notice that it's that initial shock and no matter how severe it is or isn't let yourself get quiet and be in it be in it what we often want to do when we feel something like that is immediately do something about it for some of us we need to drink it smoke it eat it gamble it whatever it might be we might turn to our addictions we might turn to our addictive behaviors like emotional anger and rage revenge looking for a way to get back at that person whatever it may be You want to be able to take a moment when you're in that initial shock. And this is true, I think, of most things. And just let it course through your body. Tune in with yourself first. You have to come number one first. That has to be, you have to be the priority over everything else in that moment when you feel the pain of rejection or the pain of unexpected rejection. You have to be willing to put yourself first in that moment. And the only way to put yourself first is not to jump to revenge, not to hurry up and stuff something in your mouth, not to hurry up and get high, but to let it course through your body because it's energy and it's like a current and it needs to just course its way out. It needs to process through your body that emotion, that feeling of rejection, that feeling of, you know, whether it's fear or sadness or disappointment, it's, you got to just let it course through you for a moment. I'm not saying you got to go and, you know, be sad and curl up if that's not what you're feeling like you need to do, but feel it. Feel the feelings that come from it. They, they're there for a reason. Your body needs to process it. You, your body doesn't need for you to um, uh, stuff it down or to suppress it. Your body needs for you to let it go and express it. 
If you can allow yourself to have the physiological release, you will not die. You will not die from emotions. You will not die from your emotional reaction to something that you didn't want to have. Let yourself have it. You don't have to pretend that it's anything else than what it is. Now, if you're in an inappropriate place where you can't express it, where, you know, if you're at work or you're out somewhere and you can't fully be in your full self-expression about it, Do what you need to do to get to where you need to get to in order to be able to do that, whether it's crying in the bathroom, you know, going outside in a field and screaming, you know, screaming into a back, whatever it is, find it, figure it out, be smart. We're all grownups here. We can all figure out a way to get over an initial shock and allow ourselves to feel an emotion. And we don't often let ourselves do that enough. Feel that emotion. That shitty, shitty emotion of rejection. Let your body process it through. This feels like shit right now. I feel it. And I let myself feel it. I allow my body to do what it needs to do. Just like if I needed to take a number two, I would let my body do it. Because I need to get that waste out. Otherwise, it's going to find other places to go in my body. And it's going to cause all kinds of problems and disease. So number one in triage, feel that initial shock, get quiet, breathe, or get loud if you can, depending on where you are, do what you need to do to physiologically feel that feeling, even if you have to scream, beat your pillow with fists, whatever it may be. Number two, after you have allowed it to process through your body in a natural way, let it process through, call someone who you know is a space for your vulnerability. Call someone who will say, I've been there. That sucks. What do you need? What can I do? And if you don't have someone like that in your life, that's something to look at before you even get in this situation, right? Why don't I I have someone in my life who will say to me, I've been there, that sucks. What do you need? What can I do? In whatever, you know, vernacular language, however they might say it. But that's what should be able to be conveyed to you. And so call that person. Who is your person? that says, I've been there, that sucks, what do you need, what can I do? We all need that person, we all deserve that person. So call that person and allow them to support you. Allow yourself to be supported. So once you've gotten over the initial shock and processed the emotions, it's time for support, it's time for love, right? How can I generate love? Find that person that will be supportive. Don't get mad at them if they don't have time in that moment. Don't be demanding with with you know what they can offer you but let the people who you know care about you support you let one person in particular at least support you in that moment of feeling the way that you feel because what that's going to do is is give you some sort of structure underneath what the animal brain is trying to do which is trying to 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 tell you that something bad is happening so you need to um react to it in some way or you know you need to you know fight or flight that this is abandonment, this is a a familiar feeling you've felt before, you need to hurry up and protect yourself, that emergency, once you get the support and you're talking to someone and you talk it out and you have someone who can can, um, vibe with you on the level that you're at, see eye to eye and not judge you or shame you, once you get that, that gets to calm all of that. It calms all of that rumination that says, you know, something's wrong with me. I deserve to be kicked off the island. This rejection thing feels awful. I got to run from it. This is abandonment. This is trauma. You know, having someone to just be able to say, guess what? Me too. And that's why the Me Too movement worked the way that it did. Because the ability to have someone who says, me too, I get it. I've been through it too. It restores that sense of community, that sense of I'm not alone. Number three, notice 
the way that you are ruminating. So we, all of us, we can't help it when something doesn't go the way we expect, especially in our love relationships. We ruminate, we think about it. We wonder what we could have done better. We wonder what they could have done better. We make assumptions. So you want to ask yourself, do you assume that it's something about you or something that you did? Do you assume that they blocked you because of something's wrong with them and that they are horrible? whatever. And, you know, some people might say, well, yeah, of course they're horrible. They wouldn't have blocked me if they weren't. But it also just might be that they're they're not someone who's communicating on your level. They can't have an adult conversation. That doesn't make them horrible. It just makes them immature. So that's not to defend their activity. But, you, you know, you want to pay attention to your ruminations. What are you making up about it? Right. Pay attention to what you make it all mean and recognize that your efforts to make it mean anything are futile. Because you will never be able to speculate enough to know exactly why someone would do that. Now, we can make assumptions based on, you know, why we know other people do it. You know, maybe they are, they're in another relationship and the time that you reached out to them, they, they were with their significant other and they want, didn't want the significant other to know about it. Maybe they went along with what you said and were like, this is just a casual thing. I'm not looking for a relationship, so let me go on and have this casual thing. That's what it's all about for me. And if you were the one who made the choice and presented it as a casual thing, you want to own, okay, they're going along with this casual thing. Whatever their reason is for why they did what they did, it's 100% about whatever's going on with them. There's no way you'd be able to guess or speculate or figure it out. So when you find yourself ruminating, just notice that that's what you're doing. Give yourself a break on all that because you're not going to be able to figure it out. And just remind yourself that the rumination is not going to serve you. Don't make yourself wrong about it. Don't make a big deal. Just, you know, I can try to think about it a million ways to Sunday, but I just got to remind myself this is not for me to figure out. I'm not ever going to really know what the answer is. And in the grand scheme of things, does it really matter? Even if I did know the reason for the answer, does it make it okay that that person blocked me? No, it's still that person doesn't need to be in my life, right? And rejection is God's protection. So go on with yourself. If you, if you have to block people in order to not speak to them anymore, then it's okay. Do your thing. Because I know that there's no lack of people out there who would never do that, who don't do that. And I'm going to align with those people. Number four, pay attention to what you are choosing to believe about the situation and how your beliefs are hurting or helping you. So within that rumination, we might often go straight to something's wrong with me. I wasn't pretty enough. I didn't say the right things. I didn't do the right things. I shouldn't have had the expectations that I had. I should have, should have, shouldn't have, could have, would have, whatever, you know, shooting all over yourself. And so whatever we choose to believe about the situation we could we we have a lot of options, right? We could choose to believe that it's something wrong with me. Period. There's something wrong with me and this is why this person didn't want me and I'm not pretty enough and I'm not good enough and I'm never going to have a good love life. You can absolutely make the choice to believe those things. Now, will they ever get you to having a good love life? Absolutely not. What they will probably get you is more of the same of what you were experiencing. So if I believe that I am not pretty enough, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not going to be the one that ever gets chosen, I'm not going to have the person that I want, everything that I do is going to be in alignment with that belief. I'm going to be insecure, I'm going to be manipulative, I'm going to be, um, I'm not going to have very high standards, I'm going to compromise myself when I don't want to because I don't believe that I'm worthy of more than that. 
Now, I could also choose to believe that I made a choice to have a casual encounter with this person and there is nothing beyond that. It was a casual encounter that was had. And the, the fact that that person blocked me communicatively, I could say any myriad of reasons for why that is, but none of it matters. And I choose to believe that none of it matters. All that matters is that on my road to finding who I want to be with, to finding sustainability, I'm going to meet different people who are more likely than not, not going to be the person that I stay with long term. And that's okay. And if I believe that, then I'm going to have a much easier time as I'm navigating through the waters of dating and love, of making real solid choices that actually support me in getting what I want to have. And I say all of that with the caveat that if sometimes you give in to a physical urge and have sexual attraction and have casual sex with someone and they are someone who you think could possibly be someone long term and it doesn't go the way that you want it to go, you want to be real honest and flat with yourself. That just because I found attraction in this person or I found something special in this person beforehand does not mean that I would never find it again because it it ends up being not that person. It's okay that it's not that person. And it's through that belief I release myself from having to put myself down, make myself small, or even uh, have a distaste for my dating life. What I can focus on is that I had a good time sexually. It was fun. Like my client mentioned, it was some of the best sex she's ever had. And she lamented a little bit about the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of men that are that great in bed. And so, you know, and it's that kind of thinking. It's that lack thinking that this is going to be my only chance to have this. These are the beliefs that actually keep us from having what we want. This is going to be, you know, this was the greatest possibility. And now I've been blocked. You want to pay attention to, am I telling myself these kinds of things that is making this situation even more hurtful than it really has to be? really needs to be. Number five, you want to give yourself a ton of grace and forgiveness. You wanted to believe the best and you were hoping it was going to go a certain way. And for this client in particular, she you know, comes from a Christian family and she's a Christian and you know, different religions, different spiritualities, different cultures and communities have different beliefs around sex and whether it's sinful or whatever. So if then you add that layer of shame and sin and I'm, uh, I did the wrong thing, I'm a bad girl, so now I'm being punished by this person not really liking me or not really valuing me. And if you go into that story, you're not giving yourself a whole lot of grace and forgiveness for being a human being with sexual urges. God made us human with sexual urges. And whatever you believe religiously about what is sin and what is not sin or, you know, all that other stuff, if you add those layers onto having had a human moment, just recognize that that is not going to support you in feeling any better about yourself and making a, a more aligned with your spirituality choice in the future. If you start determining your worthiness based on some shame story that you've heard, um, you know, in your religious circles, then you're going to stay stuck in that sort of place of unworthiness and not enoughness and not deserving of the honoring that you are deserving of, even if you've had casual sex. You are still valuable, even if you've had casual sex. So you don't want to let yourself go into that story. And I don't want to play with anybody's beliefs. I'm not telling you not to believe what you believe. You can believe that sex is sin. You can believe that you're going to go to hell and burn in hell fires for all of that. You can believe that that is the state of the world that you live in. 
And I'm not trying to take that away from you, but the invitation is to consider that maybe if you choose to believe in a God that loves you, <laughs> you might want to diffuse all that fire and brim brimstone, knowing that what you did was with the intention of being a human, looking for human connection. You weren't looking to hurt anybody. You weren't looking to do anything sinful and hurtful to someone else. I could get into the whole thing about religion and how religion is used sexually and how it's actually way more detrimental than it is healthful. But that's a whole nother show. Maybe I'll do that next week. So you want to give yourself a ton of grace, a ton of forgiveness. You don't you want to stay out of the story of making yourself unworthy because you decided to to have casual sex, even if it's completely out of, out of alignment with what it is you're trying to create. Now, I talk all the time about being in alignment with your core values, in alignment with your word, and that's what makes what you want to create. But if you get out of alignment, that doesn't make you an awful person. That makes you having had an experience that doesn't align with what you want. Period. You don't have to make it into anything else but that. You're still worthy, even if you've done something that's out of integrity with who you say you are and what you say you want. You're still worthy. Just get right back into your word. Get right back into alignment with what, what it is you say that you want. And then number six. Oh, and also know that you will live to mate again, right? There's no one person you'll ever meet that's the last chance for whatever it is you're looking for. I made the mistake of thinking a relationship was my last chance because I was in my early 40s and I was, you know, what am I going to do? I, you know, I'm only going to be uh, biologically viable for having children for so long. And, you know, I, w I won't be attractive anymore. This is going to be my last opportunity. And I ended up in an abusive relationship. So you don't want to approach any relationship from a space of lack. You don't want to accept anything from a place of, of believing that there's not going to be something more appropriate, better for you something that does actually align with you. You never have to compromise what it is you want to experience in order to force something to happen that is not going to going to be good for you. Number six, you want to take responsibility for whether you were really acting in accordance with what you say you want. Or were you trying to manipulate a, a sustainable a situation out of a casual one? So we, we often do that. And sometimes we can't even admit it. It's like, you know, you find someone so attractive that really what you'd prefer is if there was some sort of long term, that, that there could be something in the future, that it could develop. Right. But if you're in a place of not feeling fully worthy, not knowing how to how to keep from sabotaging yourself and not knowing how to let your guard down and be vulnerable and be in your divine feminine energy and be, you know, and hold to your boundaries. If you're in a place of not knowing how to do that, you'll get in a situation where you feel very attracted to someone. You feel like they're a possibility for you and everything goes out the window. Right. Everything that you're committed to, everything that's really important to you goes out the window for the sexual attraction, for that moment of or this is all I can get. This is all I'm going to be able to get from this amazing person is this moment of attention that they're giving me right now. Right. And you want to be aware of, you know, when am I doing that? Because there's no one's attention that is worthy of compromising what is important to you, worthy of compromising your core values. Right. And ultimately, that compromise is part of what makes people unable to sustainably connect with us. Doesn't mean it's your fault if someone can't be what you want them to be. But we have to take responsibility for how we present ourselves, present what we want. 
you know, pretending like I, I'm okay with a casual thing when I'm really not. Like I see something more than that in you. But I'm going to pretend like I'm okay with casual because part of me feels like all I deserve or all I'll be able to get are these crumbs or somehow I'll be able to suck you in. Let me try to manipulate a little bit and pretend like I'm okay with something I'm not okay with. And the only way that you're really going to have a great outcome with someone, no matter how attracted you are to them, is if you are authentic about what is truly important to you and you and you align with what's important to you and you stand for that. You don't compromise it. The last thing you ever want to do is compromise what it is you truly, truly want. Because every time you compromise, you're expecting you're accepting something that is less than that. And you want to know that we create our own experience with that. And then number seven, sprinkle on a little more grace and forgiveness and remind yourself of what you are committed to creating in your love life. Just get back in alignment with that. You're not going to die. Go make sure that, you know, if you didn't have protected sex, get whatever STD tests you need to get. Um, you know, make sure you have support around you, people around you who, you know, help you kind of get back on even keel if you're feeling really devastated by that kind of rejection because it can feel very, very devastating. And just recommit, recommit, start over from a clean slate. I say it at the beginning of every show, start over from a clean slate every damn day. You clean the slate, start all over again and recommit. This is what I'm aligned with. This is what is important to me at my core. This is what I'm creating. This is the vision of my love life of the future. And if somebody blocks me, they are not in alignment with the vision that I have for the future. And I have to be grateful that they've shown me that they're not in alignment because better to find out right away than to really get into a relationship with them and find out later. If I say that I'm someone who, you know, family and communication and love and interaction and adventure and and being able to be open with each other and authentic and vulnerable, those are core values that I, I really espouse to in my li- single life. And I want them for my uh, coupled life as well, then I have no business putting my focus and energy on anyone who doesn't have the the communication skills not to block me or ghost me or not to just say what they truly feel, what's truly on their mind. And while it is completely unkind and uncompassionate to block someone after having a sexual encounter with them, there's truth in it. Right. So if what you've shown me is that your choice is that we have a casual sexual encounter, that's the message that you sent me, that I'm down to pound. I'm down for whatever. Let's just have it casual and whatever. But then you turn and have an expectation that it go further than that. I'm in alignment with what I said I'm there for. If I said, oh, no, baby, I see us in the future. I'd like to be with you. I'd like to call you. Let's go out again. And I'm speaking from the male perspective. If I've said there's going to be a future in it and then I block you, then I'm out of integrity. But if you presented to me that this is a casual thing, I'm down for it. And that's what we had. I'm in integrity. Should I decide not to communicate with you anymore? Now, if I'm compassionate, I'm going to have an adult conversation. And if I'm not compassionate enough to have an adult conversation that says, look, this was just casual. I'm not looking for anything serious. You're a great person. Have a great life, whatever it is. If I'm not adult enough to be able to do that, then 
then you have to be aware that someone who's not adult enough to be able to do that is not worthy of your focus, energy, and attention because they are out of alignment with what it is that you're creating. And thank you, universe. Thank you, person who did the blocking. Thank you for letting me know you are not it. And that's what's there for you. And that's it, my sweetheart. They're not worthy of the energy it takes to be upset about them. Not for you, maybe for someone else but they're out of alignment with what it is that you are trying to create. You don't want anybody who doesn't know how to want you. And everybody won't want you. Everybody won't be the one who wants to sustain with you. You only want one, and you'll only need one who'll be the one who sustains with you and comes with all the things that you're, you're hoping to manifest. But you gotta be all the things that you're hoping to manifest. Oh, my sweetheart, I could go on and on and on. You know how I do. But that's it. That's it for this week. Hopefully you got some nuggets. What I want you to do, if this moves you in any way, email me, Candice at com. If you have questions about it, if you're like anything you didn't understand or anything you're like, what are you talking about, Candice? She's so crazy. Email me, Candice at com. Now, on another note, you guys know that I have my very special project. It's Homie, Yo Stasis, and it's a funny, heart-wrenching, authentic compilation of BIPOC plus women and our stories of home. If you are a BIPOC woman or know a BIPOC woman who has a pivotal story around her experience of home, homeostasis, creating balance, go to bit.ly forward slash it's homeostasis the word homeostasis, it's homeostasis, and submit your story. You could also go to bit.ly forward slash the home project 2023, capital T, the home project 2023, and submit your story. You may be invited to feature in the book or come on an upcoming podcast. So I'm going to be doing a secondary podcast called It's Homeostasis, and I'm going to have BIPOC plus women of color come on the show and tell their stories of home and, you know, have a little talk, a little interview. All proceeds from the book go to creating housing stability for BIPOC women and the book's contributors. And that's it, my sweetheart. I love you so much. This is my little drive by. And hopefully you got some value out of it. Hopefully you got some nuggets. Until next time, you can hear my puppy barking in the background. You know, that means it's time to wrap it up. Until next time, I love you so much. Keep being unapologetically lovable and give yourself grace. Mwah, mwah, mwah.